Hollywood Romances. Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner. Written and narrated by Brad Carty. Soon the Sinatra-Gardner affair was public knowledge, and the public initially took sides against the couple and for Nancy Sinatra and her children. Nancy told sympathetic columnists that she still loved her husband and wanted him back once he'd gotten Ava out of his system. Frank told the press that he was trying to figure out what to do, and even resorted to the absurd claim that he and Ava were being chaperoned on their dates. By this time, he'd been let go by MGM, and his records were not selling as well as in the past. He continued to perform in person, but his voice was starting to give him trouble, and audiences were turning against him because of the way he was treating his family. Columnists who had always hated him turned up the heat, and the FBI was beginning to investigate him for his liberal politics and career-long association with gangsters, who ran most of the nightclubs he sang in. He owed the government hundreds of thousands in taxes, he had bought a very expensive home in Palm Springs, and he no longer was collecting a movie studio salary. Nancy filed for a legal separation, and the judge immediately ordered Sinatra to pay a hefty amount of child support each month. Within a year, Frank Sinatra was almost out of money and had very limited ways to earn more in his future. Meanwhile, Ava Gardner's career was on the ascendancy. After a strong debut in the movie The Killers in 1946, she had followed it with The Hucksters opposite Clark Gable, and the musical Showboat. The critics were kind, and she was cast in The Snows of Kilimanjaro, based on a story by her future friend Ernest Hemingway. By this point, she was earning far more than Frank Sinatra, and began helping him pay his bills, including paying for the jewelry he bought her as gifts. This hurt Sinatra's pride, but he persisted in the romance until, eventually, Public opinion began to see him and Ava as a heroic romantic couple being kept apart by dowdy Nancy. By 1951, Sinatra and his wife were finally divorced, and he and Ava married soon afterwards. In 1952, Ava was cast opposite Clark Gable in Mogambo to be filmed in Africa, and Sinatra tagged along. While waiting for his wife to finish the day's shooting, he was busy trying to get cast in the supporting role of Maggio from the best-selling novel From Here to Eternity, which was in development as a motion picture. Sinatra was convinced that he understood the character better than any other actor and could portray him perfectly if given the chance. He offered to play the role for no salary, just expenses. Even so, Columbia studio boss Harry Cohn was reluctant to give him the part based on his bad public image and poor box office success with his last few movies. Ava Gardner personally begged Cohn to give her husband the role, promising in exchange that she would star in a future Columbia film. During his time with Ava in Africa, Sinatra was invited to do a screen test for Maggio and immediately flew to Los Angeles. The film's director and Cohn were stunned by the power of Sinatra's test, and gave him the role after he returned to Africa. He then returned to America to prepare. While in Africa, Sinatra and Gardner had, as usual, alternated between love and anger, between fighting and making up. In 
Ava was beginning to suspect that their romance was doomed. After all, she was already twice divorced, and this marriage wasn't going very well either. She discovered she was pregnant, and when Sinatra was back in the USA auditioning for From Here to Eternity, she quietly took a few days off from the film, flew to London, and had an abortion. When Frank got cast in the movie and returned to Hollywood to film it, Ava began having affairs with various crew members on the Mogambo set. This was a typical end to a drunken evening for Ava, and her drinking was getting worse by the year. She soon became pregnant again and, unsure about the baby's fatherhood, had another London abortion. Frank Sinatra's acting in From Here to Eternity was praised by his director and co-stars, and when the film opened, it was an enormous success. Audiences were stunned by the singer's performance, and he won the Best Supporting Actor Award at the next year's Oscars. Ava was nominated that year for Mogambo, but didn't win. His bookings improved, he was signed to a new recording contract by Capitol Records, and he was cast in more movies. His old arrogance and demands for loyalty returned, but Ava wasn't playing along anymore. She and Frank fought constantly, and the police were called more than once. When she was cast in The Barefoot Contessa alongside Sinatra's friend Humphrey Bogart, she traveled to Spain a few months before filming and, as a passionate fan of bullfighting, began a relationship with a famous matador. Sinatra heard about this, of course, and followed his wife to Europe. Bogart and Ava were not getting along, mainly because he was taking Frank's side in the marital disputes. By the mid-1950s, the Sinatra-Gardner marriage was frayed to the breaking point, and they were mostly living on different continents. Sinatra made two suicide attempts, but was rescued by friends both times. After several breakups and reconciliations, the couple finally divorced in 1957. Frank Sinatra began the greatest period of his professional life, recording a series of albums that established him as the best singer of the American songbook who ever lived. His performances were events. The director Billy Wilder said, quote, When Sinatra is in Las Vegas, there is a certain electricity permeating the air. It's like Mac the Knife is in town, and the action is starting. End quote. His singing was dramatic, especially in ballads and songs about lost love. Nelson Riddle, one of Sinatra's best musical arrangers, said, quote, It was Ava who did that, who taught him how to sing a torch song. She was the greatest love of his life, and he lost her. End quote. Post-divorce, Sinatra was very briefly engaged to Bogart's widow, Lauren Bacall, and to dancer Juliet Prowse. Ava Gardner continued to act in movies, including On the Beach, 55 Days at Peking, Seven Days in May, The Night of the Iguana, and The Bible. The last two films were directed by Ava's friend John Huston, and her co-star in The Bible was George C. Scott. Gardner and Scott began an affair during the film, fueled by alcohol. Unfortunately, Scott was a violent blackout drunk who would beat Ava severely and not remember doing so the next morning. 
When he fractured her collarbone, she needed to wear a harness under her costume, along with makeup to cover the bruises on her face. At several points, a couple of large, scary men confronted Scott and dragged him away to chat. Afterwards, Scott was on his best behavior for a while. Ava assumed Sinatra had sent the goons. After Ava told Scott it was over between them in London, he broke into her room at the Savoy Hotel and had to be taken away by the police. Ava was subsequently barred from ever staying at that hotel again. He did the same thing in Los Angeles later that year, and then finally realized he'd lost her. He reunited with his wife, and they never saw each other again. Frank Sinatra briefly married actress Mia Farrow in 1966. He was 50, she was 24, and it only lasted two years. Yet before, during, and after this third marriage, Frank and Ava continued to be close friends, talking on the phone several times a week and visiting each other in America and Europe, since Ava had settled in Spain full-time. When she did visit America, Ava would stay in one of Frank's homes even when he wasn't there. Sinatra was still obsessed with the gal who got away. His good friend, composer Jimmy Van Heusen, once said in exasperation, quote, He's driving me crazy. Ava, Ava, Ava. A billion broads in the world, and he's got to pick the one that can take him or leave him. By the 1970s, Ava Gardner had stopped working regularly. Her days of being a movie star were coming to a close. Her drinking increased, leading to several embarrassing incidents in other European hotels that then refused to ever accept her again as a guest. In trouble with the Spanish tax authorities, she left Madrid and moved permanently to London. Frank often sent her money more than repaying what she had given him during the first lean years of their marriage. When she had a stroke, Sinatra paid for her medical treatment. In 1975, the two came close to remarrying. Ava even bought a wedding trousseau. But Sinatra was also on the verge of marrying Barbara Marks, the former wife of Zeppo Marks, and Ava feared that he was using her as an escape from Barbara. She told him to marry Barbara instead. Ava's movie work came to an end in the early 1980s. She lived thereafter as a recluse in her London townhouse, drinking and talking to friends on the telephone. She died in 1990 at the age of 67 and was buried alongside her family in the Gardner Plot in North Carolina. Frank Sinatra's career continued, although his voice and, eventually, his memory began to deteriorate. His last film was in 1980, but he was still performing in sold-out concerts around the world, usually in arenas and stadiums. His son, Frank Jr., was his conductor in the final years. In 1993, he released Duets, which featured him singing his greatest hits with various musical guests. It became the best-selling album of his career. The following year, he gave his last concert and retired to his home in Palm Springs. He died in 1998 at the age of 82. 
The love affair between Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner lasted far longer than their brief marriage. It was clear to everyone who knew them that they were each other's greatest love, and it was equally clear that they could never live happily ever after. They shared all of the other's worst qualities. As one writer said of Ava, quote, She was that most dangerous of creatures, a gorgeous nihilist. End quote. Substitute supremely talented for gorgeous, and you could easily be describing Frank Sinatra. Maybe that was the secret to their great love. They saw themselves so much in the other person. Hollywood Romances Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner Written and narrated by Brad Carty. <laughs>